Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to find me time before everyone in your household is asleep. A common complaint I hear, especially from parents of little kids, is that they have no me time during the day. So they stay up late to get it, sometimes really late. After their kids' bedtimes, after they've done the dishes and tidied up from the day, maybe after packing lunches or laying out clothes for the next day, then they stay up. But by the time the kids are asleep and the chores are done, people are exhausted and determined to have some alone time anyway, darn it. So they stay up late to get it. And this time isn't exactly high value. People are too exhausted to do much beyond scroll or channel surf. But at least it's autonomous. This can continue for hours, which means that the me time comes at the price of starting the next day exhausted too. One of my foundational time management rules is to give yourself a bedtime. Choose a time you intend to be in bed most nights, a time that will enable enough sleep, and then go to bed unless you have a good reason not to. It seems simple, but I also know that a lot of people resist this rule because going to bed at a rational time feels like it might mean sacrificing time for themselves. And so sleep deprivation is a price people are willing to pay for me time. But here's the thing, you don't have to choose between adequate sleep and discretionary time. Sleep and me time are both essential to a satisfying and sustainable schedule. I promise you that with a little planning and creativity, you can have both, even in a busy life. Here are some options for how. First, if you are looking for me time while your kids are asleep, it might be possible to go to bed on time and still get up before them. Now, I'm not talking about waking up at 4.30 a.m., please. But if your kids are normally up around, let's say, 6.30 a.m., even getting up at 5.45 a.m. might allow for some higher quality me time than you will get at 11 p.m. Late at night, you will probably scroll. First thing in the morning, you might read something more substantial than clickbait headlines. You might write in a journal, or sketch, or do another creative hobby. Go to bed earlier, and get up earlier, and have time just for you first thing in the morning. If you commute, definitely treat your commute as me time. Listen to audiobooks for pleasure. Spend some time researching longer podcasts you might listen to, that is, longer than this one, that might make the trip feel exciting. Don't write off the workday either. If you can possibly take breaks, take breaks. You could think about your five lunch breaks during the week as a portfolio of fun options. Maybe two days a week you go out to eat with colleagues. Two days a week you read during your lunch break. And one day you do a little adventure, like stopping by a nearby park or visiting a gallery that intrigues you. 
I'd also suggest creating a few waking non-working hours where your kids are not in your care. If you are co-parenting with someone, come up with a formal trade-off schedule. You could take an hour after work on Monday to do something fun, and your co-parent could get an hour on Tuesday. Maybe each of you has some fun-for-you commitment, like a group bike ride or choir practice each week. Divide and conquer, and neither of you will feel quite so compelled to stay up late just to feel like an autonomous person. You could also invest in some extra childcare. If you normally get off work at 5 p.m. and your daycare closes at 6 p.m., maybe one night a week, don't rush straight there. Go sit in a coffee shop or in the library and decompress for 30 minutes before heading over. And if you have little ones who still nap, on weekends, don't do chores during nap time. Well, at least don't do chores first. Use the first 45 minutes of nap time for something that feels rejuvenating for you. If you are home with little kids on weekdays, same rule. If you do chores first, a short nap means you will get no me time. But if you have your fun first, then probably you will still get to the chores in bits and pieces later. Or you won't. But oh well. Life won't feel like such a drag. So this week, look for ways you can find time for yourself without waiting for everyone in your family to fall asleep. If you subscribe to my Just a Minute email newsletter, you'll know that I've talked recently about what I call the magic hour. If you can find just one hour a day to do something that you enjoy, life will feel entirely different. I promise, it's like magic. People often try to get that magic hour at night, but if you can get it during the day, you will have a lot more options and a lot more energy for enjoying it. So how can you make a magic hour for you before your family falls asleep? If you've got suggestions of what's worked for you, I would love to hear them. You can email me at laura at lauravandercam.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.